Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nerds of the Roundtable, a show where we find and discuss the nerdiest news from the last week. My name is Jack, I'm here with my good friend Austin, and uh, we'll start this week the way we always do. Hey Austin, what have you been up to? Dude, I've been up to a whole lot. I've been playing Dark Souls 3, as everyone knows, I was going to say that again. <laughs> I've been up to so much. Yeah, uh, a lot of that, but I've also been playing um, Overcooked. I know I've mentioned that before, I just like kind of like rekindled my passion of cooking. And uh, so I said Overcooked's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, Learn yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. If you haven't played Overcooked, check it out on the PlayStation uh, Store, the Xbox Store. It's it won best, uh, GameSpot put it like the best co-op game of 2016, I believe. Yeah, it's an incredible game. I, I was playing it with uh, with Kate, my fiance, for a little while. And she is like, she's not usually into a lot of games, but like that one is like... I don't know. There's something about it, the cooperation, the getting in each other's way. It's it's an extremely well-polished co-op game. It, I'm a huge fan. It is. I just found out you have, like, a boost button that will, like, kind of dash a bit. And if you stash too close to your partner, you can knock them off. And I'm playing this <laughs> ice level. I know. It's, like, cooking ice level. What, like, what is it? Like, yeah. And, like, you can fall into this, like, frozen, like, river. Mm-hmm. And I knocked my wife off yesterday. And, like, she was pissed. Yeah, I get that because she knocked me off a couple times. Then it became, like, a competitive game. And I'm like, we're working together here, hon. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also been reading a lot of comics lately. Okay. I just finished The Blackest Night, which is by Jeff Johns. But I think New 52. It's excellent. If you love comics, check it out. I thought it was so good. And I just started Forever Evil, also written by Jeff Johns. I think he's a genius. I'm not sure. I'm kind of new to Jeff Johns. But, Jeff, keep it up, man. I um I'm trying to think of like what I've been doing differently than last week. I, I so I guess I've been still playing Darksiders 2. Um I picked up Borderlands the Handsome Collection cuz I think I got to play that. Yeah. Uh, cuz like I I've played all of those games before, all the games uh, both of the games in the Handsome Collection, but like it, it's it's very similar to Darksiders 2 for me in that it's just like one of those games that I feel like I need to like interact with again. And then, you know, a week a week or two, I might not care about it anymore, but, like, I need it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I want to get it um, because my wife's, me, a big fan of Diablo 3. Yeah. And uh, she also really likes Overwatch. Yeah. So, like, Overwatch is our first first-person shooter. So if I got the Handsome Jack collection, we we could both play it. I feel like that would be a really good Because it's a you. good mix of both yeah. of those games. Because exactly. she was like, what is Borderlands? I'm like, it's like Diablo with guns, kind of. But I was yeah. like, that's not a great way of explaining it, no. but, like, baseline. Yeah. And she was like, I want to play that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's see. Have I been doing anything else? I started watching Veep, uh, which I've never watched before. It's super good. Veep? I've never heard of it. Oh, it's on HBO. It's like, uh, it's a it's a story of like the vice president, at least at this uh, point. I think she has like some rises and falls and stuff like that. Okay. But at this point, she's a vice president and like it's it follows like her and her staff. It's really funny. It's a really good show. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I got a, so I'm very happy. I got a new TV over the weekend. And um, it's a 4K TV. Ooh. Yeah, which is like, I don't really, I mean, like, whatever. I don't really care about that part, but I have been watching uh, the nature documentary. Oh, my God. Uh, the Hunt, I think That's it is. That's so cool. And it's like narrated by David Attenborough, yeah, and it's, it's like all about like predators and stuff like that. It's pretty fun. It's so good. And especially <laughs> with that resolution. Yeah, I've yeah. Always, That's the one reason I've always wanted a 3D TV to yeah. watch stuff like that. 4K TV? No, 3D. Oh, 3D. Like, oh, okay. Once it hits that point, oh, I see it, imagine how cool that would be. Yeah. But like, TVs kind kind of hit like the max like they're doing the curve tv now yeah have you seen that like that's that that's that's as good as they're gonna like i would love to know the next step but i don't know like 3d tvs were gonna take over the world like five years ago and i'm like it's a slow takeover so 3d tvs like fell off a cliff curve tvs are like kind of Mm -hmm. a new thing that's happening but like i don't know it's um it's better for like 
wide viewing angles. That's but what like, they if say. You, if you're just going to use a TV like a normal TV, or like if you don't have the room for the curved TV, then you might as well just get a flat one. So yeah. I don't know. It might just be a style rather than a trend. But I have no idea because I saw it at BJ's and I like was trying to see. <laughs> and, like I literally was comparing it to other TVs, and I was like, "This is very like marginal at best." Yeah. I, I mean, I don't own. If you have one, tweet us. I would love to know your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you have a 3D TV, tweet me because I don't have one. Uh, let me know what it's like. Yeah. Uh, so what, how about we get into our first story, which is The Witcher 3 sold better in Q1 of this year than in the same period last year, uh, which is kind of impressive because normally games release and they hit their peak, you know, within a week of their release. And then after that, it's all just kind of like trailing off. Yeah. And there are a few games that, that you know, defy that expectation. Rocket League um, defies that. Uh, like Grand Theft Auto is now at like 70-something yeah. million uh, units in sales or something like that. Um, so that's obviously like beating that trend. Uh, but it, I wouldn't have expected it from The Witcher 3. I know a lot of people really love that game, but ultimately I thought it was more of a... Like a... Like a gamer's game, like people who like know The Witcher are going to care about it. I didn't think it was going to see enough action for it to achieve this. Oh, you know I, what I mean, I, I actually disagree with you in this yeah? one. Uh, I mean, this game has overwhelmingly positive um, reviews and by critics and gamers. And actually, all the things I've read about it being negative was like... I kind of disagree with and this is as a person who doesn't really play the game or right. I like it but like it's almost too much for me yeah and everything I've read they're like it's like the combat's kind of stale and all this stuff and like the like the side quests really aren't that great and I was just like what are you talking about like this game's amazing yeah yeah and so I like someone tried to compare it to Skyrim and I was just like no like Skyrim well Skyrim came out 2011 yeah it's yeah. much older and like I love Skyrim but way more Skyrim than Witcher but that being said, Witcher is a much better game, in my opinion. And I've only played, like, probably two and a half hours of The Witcher 3. Yeah. But, but you like, kind of recognize yeah, it. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's it's a pretty amazing game. Where, mm-hmm. like, I could see that, like, it's so huge. People are probably just finishing everything around yeah. now. Where, like, I could see why people would be like, oh, dude, you got to try this game out, The Witcher 3. Oh, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Well, yeah. dude, try to do it. The, the, the DLC's its own standalone game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... I could see this being like I would love to see it next year when we're doing this what it's going to be <laughs> like. Thing, I would. Lo- yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be. I'll say it right now. I think it's going to stag stagnate here. Um, but if it does as good as next year, like Project Rack, good for you, man. Make another game. I would love it. Make it a little smaller for me. I get a little <laughs> anxious playing. I'm like, there's so much. I think but. if there's, I think you you make a really good point in that this does speak to the community kind of spreading the word about the game themselves because this this doesn't this can't rely on the fact that it's a new sexy new game anymore. You know, yeah. this has to be people going out and telling their friends or like you know tactical sales um, being utilized. So like. This is a this is a really exciting move, and and the other reason I wanted to bring up The Witcher today is that we, I wanted to talk about Gwent. Uh, they released an official gameplay trailer for Gwent, which do you know what Gwent is? Yes, I love Gwent. That was my favorite part of The Witcher. Really That's why I can't play it because I always have just I met the the Red Baron, right. the Bloody Baron, and yeah. then I'm just like he's like you want to play Gwent, and I'm like I want to play Gwent. Yeah, of course. It's like, dude, you've got some stuff going on in your personal life. You sure you wanted to just play? Cards I know you're right like daughter's like, missing. Yeah. I know that like you got a lot going on. There's war brewing, but but if you got cards, <laughs> <laughs> you got cards. You got money. We can Gwent, and yeah. I'm like I can Gwent, and yeah. then that's kind of the last thing I did. Um, so. 
Have you watched this trailer? Did you check it out? It, it's, no, so it's pretty, I, it's pretty I, interesting. I am really excited for this, and mm. I'm, I'm one of those persons I like to go in blind. Sure, sure. So, like, have you, yeah, I mean, like, tell me about it. So, <laughs> so basically, um, it's the familiar Gwent setup. The interface looks a little bit more polished than it did in yeah. The Witcher 3, and the cards are animated. Mm. So, like, you'll put down a card, and the characters in the card seem to be, like, moving around and stuff like Dope. that, and, like, kind of nice. like Harry Potter pictures, you know what I mean? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it seems like they've really expanded. Uh, they've added new cards. They've added new um, kind of, like, ability cards rather than just, like, unit cards, which yeah. there were a few of in the in the original version of the game. I mean, all in all, it's a game I wouldn't have expected to be excited about because I, I liked Gwen in The Witcher 3, but I would never consider myself like a fan enough to get the full release of Gwent. I absolutely agree with that. But I but also... watching this trailer... Is it good? It's yeah. really good. Oh, it's cool. really good. I played all, did you play Hearthstone at all? Uh, I, I played a little bit of Hearthstone. I tried it out, but I wasn't like... I wasn't totally into it. I, okay. I, I get why people are, I'm a but huge, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I'm a huge card game guy. Like, I still play Yu-Gi-Oh. I literally just got back into it. Hashtag Yu-Gi-Oh. And, uh, sorry. Jesus. But, um, I You're played a lot. just learning of, about Twitter. Yeah, I, sorry, guys. But I just, I played a lot of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Hearthstone a lot, but I hate it because it's Blizzard. They okay. made everything like a microtransaction. Sure. And, of course, you can go through the whole game without, and yeah. without buying anything. But I talked to Ben about this, our co-worker. Yeah. And he told me this one guy did it, and like, but he's played like 300 hours of the game or something like that. Yeah. And they're being like, I don't even have that much time. Like, if, some, if I make like, if someone wants to donate me money to only play Hearthstone, like, I'll do it. <laughs> you know mean, what I mean? Yeah, but, sure. like, yeah, pay my rent, my bills. I got dogs <laughs> to feed. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like. I don't got time for that. You so. just gotta win some Hearthstone tournaments. That's so it, it if Gwen's like that, I'm gonna be really like disheartened. But I really don't. If it's like if flat price up front, because Hearthstone's that's free. what I want. I want it to be a flat price up front. But yeah. they do talk about in this trailer um, earning. I, I mean, I don't know. They don't specifically say microtransaction, but they talk about going to this like troll in the game who like has like barrels of cards. Which sounds an awful lot like random card packs that you would buy. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to assume that. I'm sure you can buy them with in-game money or something as well. But, like, I guarantee that this will be a game that's probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 bucks, but also has the option for microtransactions. That's not ex- I mean, I hate the microtransaction feel. I've always been against it. Yeah, I know same. it's, like, this new thing going on. But um, if it's it might it probably will. But if it's like an in-game currency, I'm all about in-game currency. Yeah, I mean, and the, the question is the balance there. Is it is it reasonable to try and purchase anything with in-game currency? Because like, if if you can buy stuff with in-game currency, but it would take twice as long to like if it would take like an absurd number of hours to get everything, then like you're not really giving the people the option. No, it's like like it's still you would still have a better time if you just pay. Yeah, more. I hate it's like in-game currency and then like releasing games with like a deluxe edition. Or, yeah, like, the yeah. two things I think are so scummy. Like to get all of Injustice 2, it's like 130 bucks. That's crazy. But the $60 thing is marketed as the full game. Is it the full game? Is it if like I have to pay like extra money to get all the skins and all the maps i mean this is a this is a much bigger discussion yes it is it's one worth having it's just i i think i need to maybe i need to find out a little bit more about um what gwent's like policies are what yeah. cd project red's policies are um before before i before we dive into that conversation about grant but uh, grant grant i'd play grant too <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting to bring up because, because again, I didn't think I would give a shit about Gwen. 
being okay. perfectly honest. I didn't think I would care at all. Love, and, and now, love card games. I find myself kind of caring. Board games and card games are like my two favorite things. Mm-hmm. Board games actually a little bit more. True story. But um, when you combine the two, like sure. card games with the video games, that's best of both worlds. <laughs> best of both worlds. Well, uh, speaking of some of our favorite games, Far Cry 5, this is kind of a follow-up from, from yeah. our story last week, um, anna- had an official announcement trailer uh, released a couple days ago. Actually, like if we had just waited a day or two after our last recording, we would have been like... Well, they heard our Perfect. recording, yeah. and they're just like, oh my god, nerds know about this. So. I think what it is is that they, they had that leak, and then at that point it was like, we gotta get this shit out the door. That or they were already going to get it out the door, which is why the leak happened in the first place. You know I, what I mean? think they leak it. I, I feel This is me. It's like my little, like... like Cynical side? Yeah, well, like, <laughs> I feel like companies, like, leak it on purpose. Because that, when you see a leak, that's so much more popular. Right. Like, and everything, and I think nine times out of ten... They do it on purpose, so then, like, everyone's always paying attention to that. Right. And, like, it's a good way of preparing people for the actual trailer. Yeah. I mean, so, like, the the trailer looks really interesting. It starts off with this very, um, these visceral images of people kind of being dragged away, uh, people labeled as sinners, people, you know, it's got the beautiful vistas of Montana in it. You see some fucking, like, bison or something. I don't know what the, I don't know what the American North is but never like, been there guys yeah. sorry don't want to offend um, anyone but then you see some of the classic like far cry vehicles roll by like trucks with guns mounted on it um you, you you know you start to see a lot of the familiar signs of a far cry game but it's all set against this backdrop of america which is really weird because like that's not something we're used to in far cry games so have you played you we talked I played about far cry 3 like a little bit yeah. uh, blood dragon a lot but I, so i loved far cry 3 so seeing and I, I played far cry 4 i wasn't as into it but i thought it was still very good so seeing this in america is already a commentary on our current like the current feel of our country <laughs> you know what I mean? like just just the fact that they they feel like they could set a far cry game in america makes it feel like they're trying to say something. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to read too much into their intent. But, like, so it, it, it seems like you're going to be fighting against these kind of hyper-religious militants. You know what I mean? It's like a cult. Kind of, yeah. But, like, with feel. a little bit more, like, a little bit more clout than that. A little bit bigger than a cult. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hope it's, like, Jonestown going in. That would be so cool. Yeah. I mean, so, like, it's it's hard to say. They have this, like, really charismatic leader, like, they, like the villains always are in Far Cry. Um... But what they've done that I really liked is that they started, along with this announcement trailer, they, they've been releasing these kind of, um, I don't know if vignette is the right word, but these small, like, 30-second, 45-second videos of citizens of this town, citizens of this area, uh, responding to this religious, I mean, they're religious extremists, like, uh, takeover. Um, and a lot of them are like, this is our home, this is like, you know, we're going to take this back. Uh, there's, like, a priest that picks up his gun, there's, like, you know, a bar owner that, like, is making Molotov cocktails. All these really interesting um, ways to portray... that It's giving the world some character in such a way that I really hope they, they bring it into the actual release of the game, because, frankly, like, I've had some high hopes for Far Cry in the past, and I don't know if it's going to come through. Uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, I've only played a little bit of Far Cry 3. So I'm one of those lucky few that, like, if they made Far Cry 3 in a different area and just right. put 5 on it, I mean, like, I would be, like, pretty cool about that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it looks awesome. I mean, I'm a huge... I shouldn't say it like this, but, like, I did... I, I've always been really interested in cults and, like, yeah, Jonestown I mean, in particular. I think that's just one of the craziest things that could happen. And, yeah. like, I... I so when you add something that I'm really interested into with the video game, with guns, and, like, with all the stuff of, uh, like, Far Cry, 
I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a really good game. And and I, I guess what I'm saying is I just hope that they can... I hope they can follow through on the promise of these characters that they're trying to bring into it. You yeah. know what I mean? I hope this isn't all all bark, no bite. You know what no, I mean? I know what you mean. I mean, like, in the trailer, like there's, like, a bear chasing someone. And yeah. I know, like, the uh, animals have always been a pretty big deal in, like... The way they respond to you and like other people in the Far Cry games that have yeah. always been like one of the coolest things I thought about it. Yeah, I mean, so that you actually bring up the animals, which is something that a lot of uh, commentators have been, I don't want to say concerned about, but like what, like you know, you go to these exotic locations, you go to the Himalayas, you go to wherever the fuck Far Cry Three was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go to the past in Far Cry Primal and hang out with saber tooth tigers and woolly mammoths and shit like that. What? What is so interesting? What is as interesting as the the creatures of those lands in the American North Northwest? You know? Yeah, I mean, like a bear. It's like it's like, but like we have do, bears. Like that's I think. Yeah. Do they even have like what kind of bears? Is it like the American black bear? Fuck if I know. That's what I, that's my yeah. point. Like, I don't know anything about like the interesting nature, the interesting animals in our own country that they could put in Montana. I don't yeah. even know what's there. Because black bears are like, I mean, like I'm no like scientist or like environmentalist or anything. Or, yeah, yeah, zoologist, anything really. I'm just a person. Mm-hmm. But like black bears are like taller, like almost as tall as me. They're like, I think, averagely, like they're like the smallest bear in the world. I know that. Sure. So, and they're also very passive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can attack, but like, it's not I, the worst case scenario. I mean, I guess I mean, it's pretty bad. It's, but it's like, not crazy. It's not a grizzly bear. bear. If it's a grizzly bear, bear, like I would be so scared. I mean, I'm yeah. afraid of bears. Yeah. And like, did you see that girl get like pulled off that pier by that uh, seal? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That Dude, was crazy. I, like, that's, I mean, so the we should just treat all wild animals like they're bears. Like, just don't fuck with wild. I animals. don't mess <laughs> with wild. Like, I'm afraid of seals too because like they're like dogs that can swim. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and they're not our friend. They're more like wolves that can swim. Because oh yeah, because they're, they're not buds with us. They're not cool. With you. Like, they don't have that man's best friend <laughs> they attitude. They seem fine, but yeah, like they're they're, <laughs> they're willing to just bite you. you know? So, so what, like, what do they have? Like, it's not like a dog is just like like domesticated. Yeah. And it's like different on a genetical level. Yeah, but like genetic level. Um, but like. I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah, I know, right? I just make up words sometimes. So this is a wild animal yeah. that just like is like I will just bite you for no reason. Don't yeah. worry about it. All right. Um, well, speaking of games that we are excited about, I mean, I guess I should say games that we don't know how to feel about. I know uh, how to feel about this one. Friday the Thirteenth was released the other day. A game that a lot of people were like, I think I think it was in a lot of people's like periphery. Like they knew about it, they were like interested in it, but like I don't know, I don't know how anticipated this release was, but it seems to have come out in a an unfortunate way. It's, in, a, in a way that so many online multiplayer games do come out these days. It's like this. It's pretty busted. <laughs> it's like the same old song and dance. I feel like yeah. And like it just this happens a lot with games and i feel like this is pretty important but like this is something they'll easily get past yeah like, if mean, they don't get past it like your game failed yeah i mean so hopefully they're gonna patch it soon hopefully it, it works well in in another week but it once again raises the question how are we as video game consumers supposed to feel about companies releasing games broken See, that's the big thing for me. Because, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like, bad servers at launch, I'm, like... It happens so often that it's almost... You're almost, like, just okay with it because... I was about to say that. Yeah, sorry. That's so funny. No, like, I'm <laughs> glad you said that because I was always, like, you almost expected to see this. But then yeah. I stopped and I was like, should this be expected? No. No, it shouldn't be. And not only that, my big problem with this, because I'm a humongous horror movie fan, 
And I really wanted to play as Jason or these like counselors. I think that's hilarious. But it's the glitches in the game. I don't like I know you can't stop everything, but like there's a lot. I've been watching gameplay and stuff, and like I really want to get this game, but it's the glitch. I watched this one video and this guy's walking in the like um a cabin or whatever, like a building, yeah, and he can't see this guy because the guy's like hidden, he's a little bit afraid, but then like he's walking by this bed, he starts screaming and screaming, and it's just like this guy, why would you be screaming at this point? Like, he's like Jason still couldn't see him, yeah, but yeah. knew where he was because, like, the game just glitched out. And it's just like, there's a lot of different issues. It's, I don't know, it's kind of upsetting. I mean, I, this is the kind of game that, like, once it's patched and, like, better, I'll buy it. Absolutely. Yeah. It looks like such a fun game. It looks like fun now, but, like, but there are people who bought it anticipating that it would work, right? Yeah, I mean, I think anyone would buy a game thinking it's going to work. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of because I almost said that. I can't believe I almost said that. Like, it's it's okay, guys. Like, yeah, it happens all the time. Like, don't worry about it. Like, these guys are just complaining. But like, no, like, this is unacceptable, guys. And and like, it's a game that I think is has an extremely interesting concept. I want to be on board, but ultimately, like, I don't know. Is there a point at which we just we're just like, nah, not anymore. Like, I yeah, feel like this like, was a Kickstarter game too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's kind of upsetting. So people like invested their money in this before release too. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I stopped doing Kickstarters because I did one and like, and you just always hear about the games like they get big and like like the Oculus Rift like sold out to Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and like kind of horror stories. Yeah. yeah, and like as a company, I kind of get that. Oh, but at the course. same time, like you're a Kickstarter company, like your investors did not want this. And they don't have like an option to pull out now. Yeah, it's like they're in it to win it, and I don't know. Well, it, you, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I mean, fine. you used an interesting word there, investors. Like, I think a better service is. Have you heard of Fig? No, I'm not. It's, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's like Kickstarter, but you then own a piece of the product. I would rather that. So you this. you give them money, and then depending on their success, you get money back. That's cool with me. And I, I, I don't think Kickstarter should... Like, honestly, now that Fig exists, I don't think Kickstarter should anymore. Everyone I, look at Fig. I, this is the first time <laughs> I'm hearing it. No, because, like, I, I mean, I'm of the opinion that, like, if you give someone money to make a thing, if you invest in their startup... Absolutely. You should you, get... I mean, even... You if, should not have, like, a say. Like, kind of, like, a say, but you should... You, the company should be expected to give you what you're paying for. Yeah. Because, like, I, I did it one time with Kickstarter. And because this game sounded... It was Planetary Annihilation. It sounded so cool. And then, like, down the line, they tried to turn it into a different game. And they almost made you pay for it. And it's just like, whoa, like, I don't want to pay for another game. I already gave you money for this game. Yeah. Which, like, wasn't that great. Sorry, whoever made that. I think it was the guys who made MNC or I forget what it's called, but... And I have no idea. It was just like it, it was such a cool concept that didn't pan out. And like, that's not my fault. Like, I gave you money and now you want me to pay for another game. And eventually I think they made it free. But like, I wasn't going to play that. Like, yeah. you lost me as a customer because like, if I try to play that, I'd be so upset. Mm. Like, sorry, guys. But like, don't do Kickstarter. Well, speaking of loyalty to your customers, I I'm of the opinion that Xbox has been doing an exceptional job recently, and they no, their re- damage controls on point. And the, the release of uh, Xbox Game Pass is just another example of that. Because <coughs> I, do you, have we talked about Xbox Game Pass before? I'm no, we've not. It's I don't basically know Netflix for Xbox games. You pay Xbox like a certain I don't know, like ten or twelve, maybe fifteen bucks. Oh, a is month. it like the PlayStation Now? Almost, and, and yeah, and you have access to. 
tons of back catalog, tons of of new re- like they will put new releases on Xbox Game Pass. They've made oh, that promise, yeah. No. So well, they made promises before. We'll see. Sure, what sure. But I mean, like that's the there that was the the some of, like I think um, some of their major upcoming releases are like have already been promised to be on Xbox Game Pass. I, I mean, I trust... I mean, Microsoft is I do doing, trust Microsoft with like, yeah. their damage control since the launch of Xbox One. Has been... Yeah. On point. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. been... Like, I think Sony's gonna get lazy. Yeah. Because, like, they literally just killed it this time. They've sold so many PlayStation 4. And I believe it. Like, PlayStation 4 is one of the... I, I think I've said this before. It's one of the best consoles I've owned. So, so here's... I'll try and make this as brief as possible, because a lot of people have heard or read this argument online, but I'm just gonna recap it real quick. So going in, coming out of PlayStation Two and going into PlayStation Three, Sony was extremely cocky. They Absolutely. had just they just achieved the highest selling console of all time, and they were ready to repeat that success. So they came into PlayStation Three, uh, their fucking big dicks swinging around, and they said that like customers were going to get a second job to pay for their PlayStation Three because it was so goddamn expensive. Um, that was their response to criticism over the price point, which is absurd and it is shitty and it is anti consumer. It's like these Japanese companies, like Nintendo and so- like, as I love my PlayStation Two and my PlayStation right. Four, I hate my PlayStation Three. So, I only have it to play Spyro. Yeah, That's sure. the only reason. It, if PlayStation Four could offer that, I wouldn't even. Oh, I would sell it. <laughs> they just stopped making PlayStation Threes the other day. They said. So I ended up. Yeah, they they halted uh, production in Japan. So I ended up really loving the PlayStation Three. A few years after its release, because the they got their asses handed in for for the first like three or four years of the console life cycle, and only towards the end of the console life cycle did they end up surpassing Xbox 360, which was incredible because they they really had to work for it and they had to rely on the power of their exclusives and good customer service and PlayStation Plus, like all these reasons that you would want to own a PlayStation 3. Yeah. So they were kind of back to at least an even playing field on the release of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. And then the release of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, PlayStation did so much better. It killed it. You I was just so talked about damage control. They, Xbox has been trying to make up for this ever since. I love it, too, because like when you look at PS3 and Xbox 360, like going back, like when the talk of cross-platform was yeah. coming out, Sony was like, we'll do it. And yeah. Xbox is like, no, that's not good for us, which I totally get that. And then now it's completely flipped. Oh, you like, mean uh, like uh, game sharing? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Rocket League, I know everyone wants that to be cross-platform. Oh, and yeah, Sony's yeah. just like, oh, no, right. we won't do that. And right. Microsoft's like, we're totally on board to do that. Yeah, because, Microsoft like, will do whatever they can. They, exactly. <laughs> they'll promise anything. Yeah. And it's so, I don't know. And I don't really like Sony as a company because like they, they basically told Bethesda, no, we're not doing mods yeah. at first because like of the whole PlayStation 3, like, What's it? PlayStation PlayStation Now Plus? Whatever they... I call it, like, the online play. I don't know what it's called for Sony. I own it, but, like, it was so bad for PlayStation 3 and got hacked and stuff and all these issues that you still can't get some mods for Skyrim and stuff. Sure. So, like, so Skyrim was, like, totally busted on PlayStation 3 upon release. So I don't know if they've ever really gotten over that. Like, it was, like... For some people on PlayStation 3, Skyrim was virtually unplayable. Yeah, I know the uh, all the DLC came out much later than yeah, it did it on is, Xbox and uh, it's problematic. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Um, but so anyway, so now that Sony is doing extremely well in this generation, I feel like they're getting back to that point of I don't want to say cockiness, but like with PlayStation 3, you as a consumer, you as an individual consumer, felt pretty valued you felt like the company gave a shit that you were there 
But like I, I, I don't know. Maybe we're maybe it's we're just getting jaded. Maybe it's easier to root for the underdog. But like I don't feel like a value like a super valued consumer by PlayStation anymore. And I, I think it's because they're doing extremely well. Yeah, they don't th- they don't feel the need to like push forward. Like Xbox is pushing forward with this with this Xbox Game Pass. They are pushing forward with back compatibility. Things that like ultimately like look these things aren't going to convert me to an Xbox gamer. But like I would I would love if Sony did something. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything personally bad to say about Sony for sure. me because like I've had a couple issues, but they've always fixed it. They even gave me a refund through uh, the marketplace ones, which is pretty cool. And they don't do that. That's like impossible. Like, yeah. It's like impossible, <laughs> you know. So like, and that wasn't. I didn't even have to fight for that. They were just like, we'll do this once. Sure. And um, and the only gripes I have about the PS4 are like so minimalist. Like it doesn't even matter. Sure. But. I do agree with what you're saying. You can see that. You can yeah. see them not really pushing for that. I mean, the only they added mods eventually for like Skyrim and stuff, yeah. but like it was like after them like Bethesda made this huge post being like, "We want to work with them," but yeah. they basically said, "No, we're not going to work with you." And then everyone was just like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah. what's going on here?" And then they did it. Not all of them, but they did some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They they were unwilling to relinquish a lot of their control over that their online play space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on. Let's talk about this monstrosity. What we're looking at is a um, one of the leaked assets from the Mario Rabbids crossover thing, and I figured we'd use this as an opportunity to talk about that game. Which, as far as I know, there could be more information out by the time you guys hear this, uh, is a Mario Rabbids RPG in the vein, like a spiritual successor of maybe like the Paper Mario or Mario RPG from the SNES, I think it was. I I don't know how to feel about this. this I was a this, huge Paper Mario fan. I love Paper Mario. And other Mario. people like don't give a shit about Paper Mario. I'm really glad that you do because otherwise we'd be arguing right now. It's like one of the best games I've ever played. It's super good. The it use of the late. Paper Paper Mario in the Thousand Year Door is 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 one of the best RPGs that I've ever played in my life. It's so clever and funny yes. and I love yes. the fact that they I, like they didn't have to make it paper anything. No. They could have just been Mario but yep. they did paper which is so creative and smart and like you can go I thought it, it was created so cool. an art style, it created mechanics. It is one of the best examples of of Nintendo's game design working on every level. You know what yeah, I mean? They so, they didn't just make it an art style. It was like integral to the game. Like the name Paper Mario holds weight because yeah, it's to me. At least. Yeah, well, to me, I think it's it's such an amazing game. It's so fun and I, I, it's so funny. Like going back and playing it as like an adult. Yeah, it's so much better because like you read it and you're just like, this is so, like why is this for kids? Like yeah. there's like one point when you're in a dungeon and like literally I think. Uh, the Koopa's just like, I would do worse things to you, but then I would have to change the game rating. And it's just like, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, like, what are you trying to say? Like, they're, they're Nintendo. Yeah, and it's, it's like really, it's really clever. And it was a really interesting way for them to like tell a story about Mario that wasn't just jumps and, you know, warp, yeah. warp pipes, basically. It was pretty cool. Uh, like, so, but what happened to the Paper Mario franchise is to me like so upsetting. I know. Like, so yeah. Paper Mario on the N64. Fantastic. Paper Mario Thousand Years Door, one of my top ten, if not top five games. Every game succeeding su- succeeding from there. It's like heartbreaking. I over and over again. I, I I couldn't. There was like sticker star and like uh like stamps the, or yeah, something. Stamps yeah. and like, I was just, I was, oh, it was so disappointing. And so that for to see them be like, oh, this is kind of like an RPG, kind of like Paper Mario. And it's got this fucking rabbit character. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you are, you are 
further like bastardizing paper Mario. You're making all the same mistakes again based off this picture. And I'm just like so I'm just so I mean if you guys haven't seen this, it's one of those rabbit rabbits cosplaying as Princess Peach taking a selfie with bunny rabbit. With a laser gun in hand, basically. Yeah, and it's just like why? I don't that? even know. Who was asking for I this? I don't know. Like, and who was sitting around being like, "I we got this tweet from uh, to Nintendo, and it's yeah. asking us to to cross over these two games." Oof. And someone's like, "Well, we'll do it." Oh jeez! <laughs> like, and we were looking at this like this tweet from uh, I don't know, you, this is like at Stonepaw or something like that, and the 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 commentary is like this this leaked screenshot. Oh dear God, why? Or like something along those lines, and it's just like, yeah, nah, I'm right there with you. Um, but what, let's move on to happier news, things that aren't going to make me want to, like, go cry. Um, we got some of the first images from Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, you got a few, you got a bunch of pictures of new characters, some pictures of some familiar faces um, that we knew were going to be showing up again. Um, I don't know. We talked about it before. You're not as Star Wars hyped as I am. Yeah, you're, like, in love with this. And I'm I a know big that's, fan of Star Wars. I mean, that's, that's the majority of people, Yeah, I think. I'm, like, the minority of people that people hate on me. <laughs> the way you're, like, oh, yeah, you're, like, a big Star Wars. It's me and everyone else. Um, but, like, it's pretty... Uh, so, I don't know. I don't want to ruin too much by talking about it because some of this stuff does feel... I don't want to say spoilery, but, like, looking looking at these things gives you some indications about the movie that, like... If you want to go in pure, you cannot look at these, these, these shots. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have no idea what any of this means. Yeah, Besides the fact that this, uh, this person is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, yeah, which I, I didn't even. And she was in, in Scream Queens. Oh which yeah, was this really, really bad show that I watched, <laughs> and like I'm really surprised that I didn't know that. So that's a big shock for me. And she's going to be showing up in in the Star Wars universe as uh, a military you know, person, um, presumably working under her mother, who, who her, her, I'm sorry, her like real life mother, and Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Carrie what, Fisher, what are who, they doing about that? Situation? I honestly, and like the, so the last shot in here, again, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but it, it features Carrie Fisher and it says, you know, RIP Carrie. Um, it looks like they intend to go forward, have her in this movie, which I think most of the shooting was already done. Um, but they, I think they had to dramatically, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming they had to dramatically change their plans for this franchise Yeah, and, and they had to think about a way that they were going to do it respectfully, especially given the fact that like she, she just passed away like yeah. just last year. That so was like pretty, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Was, As a not Star Wars fan, like I was like, whoa, I mean, yeah, of course it was a huge bummer. And like, it, it's just, it's hard to know what they're going to do with the franchise going forward. I just wanted to bring this story up because I'm super excited about Star Wars. I'm sure everyone is. And uh, these screenshots, these not screenshots, these shots are out there if you want to take a look at them. Um, but again, if, if I had the option, if I wasn't doing this podcast, if I wasn't trying to be a media co- like commentator, uh, com- commenter, com- I don't commentator, know. commentator, whatever. I would not look at these because I don't want to be spoiled in any way. You know what I mean? No, I get that. But uh, let's move on to another movie that we're excited. Something about. I'm more. Something you're more inf- excited. Yeah, about. I know. Why don't you? Why don't you take this one? Spider-Man: Homecoming's coming out. I love <laughs> Spider-Man so much. He's the one Marvel hero that like I think is better than like anything DC has. He's like the like the highlight for me. I'm a big DC sure. comic fan, but when it comes to Spider Man, he's so cool and I love him. I hate what they do. You know what they did with like the newest Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. What with, you mean with the poster or the? No, with like the comics. Oh, they, I'm sorry. Um, no, what's up? They made Doctor Oct. 
Spider-Man. Oh, right, and right. Like, yeah, that's, like a, yeah. that's a bit too much for me, but <laughs> I'll allow it, I guess, if that's what the people are asking sure. for. But yeah, there's so many different Spider-Mans now, too, with, like, um, it's like Spider-Gwen, there's the amazing Spider-Man, like Miles. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, and I, I really like it, and I'm really excited for this movie. And I'll go on podcast, on the record, say, it, like, I'm getting a little sick of Marvel movies. I, you're not alone there. Yeah, so, I was. I used to. Like, Avengers two was probably the last movie I was super excited for, and maybe because it, I didn't think it was that great, I was a little let down. Mm-hmm, but same. the humor and everything about it's kind of losing its vibe with me. Like I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two the other day, and I didn't like it. It's just beginning to feel kind of predictable. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm not saying Volume two was bad. And I will. I, volume one's awesome. I could rewatch it today and be like, this is a good movie. Volume two, not so much. I, a lot of it felt forced. A lot of it, like there was almost too much, like, like realization between the between the characters, and I, I, I didn't like it that much. But I'm excited for Spider Man. So this is where I'm at. I'm in a similar place with you, um, where I'm getting tired of these Marvel releases. I haven't seen the last couple Marvel releases, which is like kind of weird for me because I was like super into them in the past. I think we're reaching, at least on a personal level, we're reaching a saturation point where like it no longer feels special. If something is a Marvel movie. I agree. And I used to, I'm so hyped. I really can say this for the infinity war, like Thanos, Josh Brolin, like coming in with the infinity gauntlet. I'm just like, Oh my God, <laughs> that's like so cool. I'm so excited for sure, that. Yeah. But like, I'm not at the same time being like, when it comes out, I'm probably gonna be like, yes, yes, yes. But like at the same time, like I'm going to be like, Huh. Okay, like whatever, yeah. like whatever. This is so, and it's it's kind of similar to how I feel about next Netflix exclusive shows now, where like an, where there used to be like five or six Netflix exclusive things, and you knew they were like super high quality because like it was like the the really amazing Marvel um, TV shows which we've talked about before, and then like a few other like really amazing Netflix exclusive like you know there was like a really good anime and there was like some really good movies, uh, not movies. Um, like you know other like long form tv shows right yeah now that there there's like there's tons of netflix exclusive stuff i never feel like i have to watch everything i used to feel like i had to watch a netflix exclusive release i mean like stranger things i think was the last one that was like you literally have to watch this stranger things yeah. is pretty amazing so bring, and i'm pretty excited for the season uh, two. so am i um so bringing this back around uh, you know this is the third trailer for spider-man homecoming and it releases like next week as of our recording and like i just like I, mean, I care about it. I want to see it, but like I, I would, I used to give a shit about that. I didn't know that this was next week, and like I used to, that used to be like on my mind. You know what I mean? I'm in the same boat. I didn't know it was coming out that soon. <laughs> like when you just said that, I was like, really? Yeah. But I mean, I'm gonna see it not on like release date or anything. Yeah. But I'm pretty, pretty cool. Pretty excited about that. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think if I can drag. Uh, if I can drag someone out to go see it with me, I, I'm sure I'll see it. But, like, it's not on the top of my list. Uh, but what is going to be on the top of my list, what is going to be a night one watch, is the Game of Thrones Season 7. Absolutely. Um, they they released an official trailer. Uh, it's already got 26 million views. Uh, it, it premieres in July, in mid-July. Um, and, dude, I'm so fucking excited although again this is this is almost like a very similar this is in a very similar vein to star wars for me where it's like if i didn't have to watch this trailer i would almost rather go in not knowing anything i have to watch trailers (laughs) i'm too dedicated to this where i like can just let this slide yeah you can't just let it go i know i just am so excited 
there's like there's like normal people who should watch trailers, and then there's like I care about this enough that I don't want to get spoiled on it, and then there's a third level above that where it's like I care about this so much that any piece of content about it that comes out I have to know about. It. Which I like, I, I feel like that's where you're at with Game of Thrones. I am. It's pretty interesting too because this is this they pushed the show back the release date. It used to come out in April, and last year they pushed it back to May. And now it's coming out like way later than that. Yeah. So it's kind of. And it's only going to be six or seven episodes or something, right? I don't know, but like sort of this, I'm like, why are they doing this? Because like, I mean, a lot of news has been coming out for the book, but like that doesn't mean anything. Like, right. It, it could still come out two years from sure. now. Like, so I and that, yeah, I think this kind of it's like my conspiracy. I said this earlier. I think they release kind of news about the book for the show, kind oh, of like, like the, be like, oh, well, yeah, excitement like, about both, yeah. And I think like I think that's what's happening, like. I don't know, like, I just feel like if the book was done today and they announced it, it wouldn't just come out within, like, the month. Yeah. Before the show comes out. Right. Like, I would be like, that's a really rushed release date. I mean, I would be so happy. <laughs> I worked yeah. at a bookstore, I could easily hold me a copy, but, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that would happen. Probably so, not. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited for the show regardless. I've, I've come to terms with that the book's never coming out, and <laughs> um, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. I would like to, I, I want to discuss, like, details with you about, like, what we think is going to happen, but I think that 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 conversation would be too we would need a separate would, podcast yeah we need to dive into like yeah i actually know, gave my friends a spiel like, the other day yeah. and my friend was like i had no idea you knew all this and oh, i was yeah, just yeah. like well people don't usually want spoilers for this so yeah. like i don't this is what i think too well that's kind of like so when, that's sometimes what happens when i talk about like video games to other people mm-hmm. and like and like not you you obviously you know know a lot about video games as well but like there are people who I'm like, oh, I really like video games, and they're like, oh, I, I also really like video games. They and don't, and no, no, and like they they might, but like I I do my best to like know about the industry. I know about developers. Yeah. I know about like the legacy of game. You know, like these yeah. things. And I'm not I'm not even the most like I don't know everything, but like I know a lot. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where if I were to talk to you about Game of Thrones, like I care about Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm yeah. big into Game of Thrones, but like I don't think we're on the same level. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. My wife the other day was like, "Can you explain to me the story of Bioshock?" And I was like, "Bioshock or Bioshock Infinite?" And she was like, "What's the difference?" And I was like, "What did the cover look like?" Let's just, start here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, "It was the one when they're in the, the air, and I got a pen and paper out, and I had explained the multiverse, oh, like Jesus. all this stuff. It was pretty cool." I I I hated. How, you know what? Never mind. This is a, it's another separate, another conversation for another day. Uh, but let's talk about another Netflix release, another big TV show that's going to be coming soon. I this like, kind of goes back with last week what we talked yeah, about, yeah. which is kind of cool. And I, I I don't know how to feel about this, but I'm pretty excited. Why don't you take it? Well, I um as everyone I guess no no one knows this. I love Castlevania. I'm sorry, my voice got a little high, but I'm so <laughs> excited. Like when, when Harmony of Despair came out on the marketplace or sure. Xbox, I bought that so fast and loved it. I played Simon, the worst character in the whole game, <laughs> and I swing the wrecking ball around like I was like insane, and I thought it was so cool. And I thought it, it wasn't even the best Castlevania game. Regardless, they're making like a TV show about Castlevania, and it looks yeah. like. It's like Castlevania Vengeance or something, or the teaser is Vengeance. I don't really know. I'm pretty excited. Like, even if it's really, really bad, I, <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, like, I hope it is really kind of bad because they would make it a little bit better for me. But so like, it. it sorry, uh, it looks very much like an anime. It looks like what they're trying to do. There's Simon like, with the whip. Yep, yep, yep. It looks very much like a, like a classic kind of anime style production. Um, I wasn't sure when we talked about this in, in the past, like what they were going to go with, like what kind of art style there was going to be or what kind of feel they were going for. But this seems, does this seem, does this feel right to you? Like I've never really given much time to the Castlevania games before. So like, does well, that's this, a sin because they are pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, some of them are, um, but, but does this feel right? 
I mean, honestly, uh, if someone would have told me they're making a Castlevania TV show, I would have been like, why? Yeah. But like, I would want it. So I think the anime feels probably the best. Probably sure. like you, if you made it with real people, it would be much, much worse. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I think, think so. anime is the best way to do it because they have that art style yeah. where they could easily that's like right over the anime. Like yeah. Alucard's just like gorgeous looking vampire. Yep, yep, yep. And um, it's just like I'm so excited for this right now. I think, I mean, honestly, I think it has a shot of being good. And with this and the Witcher, you know, game that we were talking about last week, like, or the Witcher um, TV show, sorry, the Witcher yeah. TV show, which again, I know is not actually based on the video game, but it, it is a video game, like, thing that we have in our universe as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, this, this could spell, like, a new age for video game, um, I don't know, th- themes, media, whatever, outside of our medium, that, like... It gives me hope for things like video game movies hey, well, and Hollywood, video game TV shows. This could be the next thing Hollywood's doing because they're out of 80s movies to reboot. And they're running out of <laughs> superhero. superheroes. So, yeah, so yeah. That was like the two big things for a while. Yeah. But so like, I guess video games would be the next thing that they would think we need. I'm okay with it. I don't well, know. Uh, we'll see. I don't yeah, know if I'm okay I mean, with it. It's always going to be like, well, if they do it well, then great. But how hard is it to do well? It's pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last good video game movie you saw? I don't know if there ever has. Been. I don't know either. And like they, there was some casting announcements about um, the uh, Uncharted movie that they're yes, making. Uh, Tom Spid- Holland, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man's gonna be doing Young, Young Nathan Drake. Yeah. I actually just got the collection of uh, Nathan Drake collection. I haven't played yeah. it yet, but I got it. It's so. I mean, like that's. Like, I'm. Ex- I'm. You know, if you can attach like, in, like good directors and good actors to it, it gives me hope. But at the same time, like. Eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I know. I I mean, like, how it's so hard to... I mean, you can watch a movie and love it, but video games are the only, like, medium. I think that's a good word to use it. Yeah. Because like, between books, comic books, yeah. where you experience it. Yeah. You make the decisions and you do it. It's not... You can't put it, that on the screen. Exactly. It you could just If translate. you made the best Bioshock movie of all time and put it on the screen, you would never have that feel of that. I'm not going to spoil anything because everyone, everyone should play Bioshock. Yeah, the pivotal moment of that story. Yeah. That It's like the climax where you literally have to put down the controller. I remember being like, oh my god, they yeah. just challenged everything. They challenged the concept of a lot of first-person shooter yeah. video games yeah. at that moment in time, and I remember being like, that was so genius. Yeah. It still is. Well... Uh, we have high, we have high hopes for Castlevania. Uh, we have low expectations for every video game production. Um, <laughs> I, would, so I would say it's not high hopes for Castlevania. It's high excitement. Yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. See. But yeah, you got to keep those expectations in check. And yeah. We'll see what happens. If you go in with like thinking it's gonna be terrible and it's good, that's like way better. Yeah. Like yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go on. But uh, speaking of unfortunate expectations, uh, John Stewart and HBO canceled their animated shorts project. Now, this is something that I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if listeners will remember, but we, my, I think my brother and I talked about this a while back. Um, or actually, it might have been Fred at that point. I don't know. Um, John Stewart was going to be working with HBO on uh, animated shorts that would come out daily or, like, you know, uh, weekly. They would be short animated videos about the current news so it'd be like cartoons about the current you know administration or about the at the time about the election that's when they were trying to get this done yeah uh, but it seems to have just kind of fallen through and fallen through until the point that they, they both agreed john stewart and hbo execs or whatever both agreed that it wasn't gonna happen so he's still on their contract for the next two years but they've abandoned this particular project so he's still they're still gonna try and do something with john stewart which i'm excited about as a huge john stewart fan um but it's not going to be this like cartoon stuff. 
How does it, how does that strike you? I think it, it's kind of smart because it, it you know um, was it John Oliver? Yeah, he's he's on HBO now, and he was like a John Stewart Daily Show correspondent for a yeah, while. Yeah, like his protege. And that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. He yeah. was like this, the new Stephen Colbert, yeah. basically. And uh, he's doing excellent, and he's, he's HBO amazing. too. Yeah, really so I think maybe they thought this would be a little too much in that aspect. Because doesn't HBO also do uh, Bill Maher stuff? They have they have Bill Maher. They have Vice for like actual yeah. news. They have. Uh, John Oliver for this kind of comedy commentary on current news. This would have been, I think the idea was for this to be two to five minute shorts daily, which just, I think, proved to be logistically hard to do. Yeah, Yeah, because it's so hard to wrap everything up in a nice like package in two to five minutes. There's so much more complications to everything. Yeah, and I'm sure the production side was a nightmare as well. I mean, like you see if I don't know if you've ever watched like anything about how South Park gets made, but like these guys kill themselves to make a show weekly and it's just it like they are constantly sleeping in the office and they and that's you know to make one episode a week where it, like, even a, even one fourth of that you know a five minute short every day might be a lot harder than people are anticipating yeah i mean like we i don't know the background of this yeah. and, like i don't i try not to sit here and be like oh like this is lame or because like, yeah. i don't know like clearly if they both agree to cancel like hbo like yeah they were on the same page that this wasn't gonna happen hbo makes more money than like countries you yeah. know what i mean like <laughs> they would have like they know what they're kind of doing so yeah. i think it was probably a mix between being like Oh, like this is gonna be kind of hard to distribute. Oh, this is gonna be hard to like keep doing. Oh, like with all the other shows we have right now, maybe this is too much. Yeah, they're gonna redirect him to something else though, and I wonder what that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do come up with. Um, the, you know, HBO has never, they haven't hesitated to cut shows that they didn't that they ended up thinking weren't gonna work out. There was a time when like uh, Bill Simmons would have had a talk show. There was, you know, so there have been other uh, projects, and this deal was made. Prior to shows like Westworld, prior to, um, you know, this article from uh, from the New York Times brings up Big Little Lies, Game of Thrones, like these things are are now a much bigger deal to HBO than they were even in the past when this deal was made. So maybe they're like, you know what, we can afford to to lose these two years of investment that we made trying to make this work for the hope of something better in the future with Jon Stewart. Yeah, and it's better to like, cut it early than just continue with yeah. something. They, they both Or even cut it, like, midway at yeah, this exactly. point. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I wonder how much they had done where they were just like, this is going to be tough, John. And John was just like, HBO, Mr. HBO, I don't like this. Mr. HBO. Like, honestly, like, they at the very least, they had to pay Jon Stewart for, like, two years. And at this point, he's like... A pretty, pretty valuable guy. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure the investment was significant, uh, like, when you consider just his paycheck alone and then also anyone else that was involved in the planning of this project. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes next. I I would almost prefer if they go a little bit more traditional, but I was was curious about this animated shorts thing, which is, so it's kind of a bummer that it's not going to work out. But... Um, that those are our stories for the week. I did ask about some questions. We only got a few because it, it's super early on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I figured we'd go over them real quick. Um, the first one comes from PSI Love You Too, uh, Patrick, um, who's been a longtime listener. He says, hey, Jack, not the first time listener, longtime caller. Y'all watch The Leftovers yet? I have not watched The Leftovers. Neither have I. I've I've really I actually, you may be interested now. Patrick has been like pushing The Leftovers for like two years now probably or like a I year at least a year now and like i just haven't gotten around to it but like i keep seeing it i think I'm, i think i'm getting there patrick i think i'm getting what there. is the leftovers it's I'm, okay i'm pretty sure it's about uh the um rapture 
happening. Like the people, I, I mean, oh. I, so I think it's people getting pulled off of Earth, okay. like the apocalypse in in everyone in, left over. Christine, yeah, and everyone left. Is behind. it a TV show or a movie? It's a TV show, and I'm pretty sure it's on HBO. Oh, I guess. Well, Patrick, buy me HBO, man. What are you doing? <laughs> like, there's a lot to ask for. Uh, and the the next question comes from yeah, Patrick. If you want to try and sell me on the leftovers, you can go ahead and tweet me, and we'll you know we'll talk. Um, the next question I should have I meant to address it while we were talking about Far Cry Five, but uh, Little Big Boss um, as all hail Dante. Um, with underscores, wants to know how do you guys feel about Far Cry 5 and how well do you think it will do compared to Primal and Far Cry 4? Um, he also says, I hope we're doing good. Uh, and uh, We're doing good. Yeah, 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 a little busy, good. but you know, trying to make the trying to make the best of this. Um, it's... I, okay. We discussed how we feel about Far Cry 5. We did. The, the, the part of this question I want to address is how well do you think it's going to do compared to Primal and Far Cry 4? Primal was like... Primal, uh, I mean, I played a lot of Blood Dragon, and Primal's like that with, like, it's like a giant mod that overhauls the entire yeah. game and adds a different aspect, Did you, you, different did you know that the Primal had, like, the same map as Far Cry 4? Yeah, same with Blood yeah, Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. knew that. So yeah. it was like, it's just like an overhaul, I feel like. Sure. And I think that's smart and clever, too. I, I like when games do that, because mm-hmm. it's kind of, I love when they do crossovers or, like... People were upset, though, because, like, they were getting this new full release of a game that used the similar the same assets some See, of the same assets I, I get that and that's where i'm like okay where do we go because i got blood dragon on sale for like 15 dollars, yeah and that was totally worth 15 dollars. Sure. way more than that because it, it's so cool but i never really played far cry 4 mm. i i will be honest like i haven't heard two i've heard it's good but like is it better than far cry 3 and i hear and i think if you just make the same game over and over again over and over again when i um, the first game's always going to be the best because it's the first time they kind of did that. So, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit last week when the image leaked. Um, I thought Far Cry 4 was was good but kind of uninspired. Okay. I didn't think there was anything about it that was, like, so dramatically different and cool compared to Far Cry 3. Uh, and Primal, I have I did not... I was not interested in it at all. Yeah. I so I, I think that what this game has going for it um, more than the other... the the last few releases is that it has a potential for controversy. Being set in America makes it a lot more real and relatable to people in this market, at least. Close to home. Yeah, and it's I think, in home. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think what it's going to do is maybe it'll get some attention for that. Um, whether it's positive or negative, I guess we'll find out. But I think it, it has a potential to benefit from that. Um, it has the potential to have a completely different tone and feel from the last few because of that same thing. You know, this isn't like... This isn't a third world country in the Himalayas. This isn't like an island like with filled with drug lords. Like this is like this is America. This yeah. is Montana. This is like people like it's a sparsely popula- populated state, but people people live there. Yeah, it's like, gonna it's, be Jonestown, it has and that's pretty cool. And, like, and that, yeah. I mean, they, I'm definitely gonna feel like I mean, how how's their economy based? Probably right, selling drugs, selling guns, to something someone. like that. Yeah, so narratively, I think it has the potential to be very different and very exciting. It's going to be complex. The question is whether or not they can they can draw me in with gameplay as well and draw everyone in with gameplay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this has the potential to be their their biggest release yet. But um, I mean, shit, I've been wrong before. So. I'm gonna keep it with my <laughs> low expectations yeah. and just say maybe. Yeah, you don't think it'll do as well as previous releases? <laughs> oh, it will definitely do as well. At I least think. as well. At, yeah. at least as well. It's yeah. a Far Cry game. And, sure. And, but do and I? And it think, has a five after it. Sequel sell, right? Yeah, sequels do sell. But do I think it's gonna be as good? Or like, like mm. I don't know. We'll wait and see. It's hard I would love that. I mean, I wish every game that came out was good. But right. Like that never happens. 
Oh, and one, uh, this was actually a question sent in a little bit after we recorded our last episode. I wanted to address it. Uh, Angel, um, at V Silent Angel, wants to know if we're ever going to come back to filming in front of the camera. The pro- I want to address this because the, the problem with filming in front of the camera is that we used to have kind of a set that we could use and just like everything was already set up everything we could you know go and record and everything like that um we don't really have that anymore uh there's there's not a great place that we could like put posters on the wall set up the lighting set up the you know if we wanted to use a green screen you know it'd take a lot with as of right now you and i are having a like we're not we're not having a hard time scheduling but like we both have jobs we We both have like, like significant like very significant others yeah like, married yeah exactly <laughs> so, so we have to plan around everything yeah and it, it does get a little i wish and i'm sorry listeners and everything i wish we could have it like every like every sunday every like monday whatever and, and produce a video and put it out on the same time have a yeah. schedule it's just not that easy i mean yeah listen tell your friends about the podcast make it popular if this if this blows up we could definitely do something yeah. like that and we could afford some nice stuff and everything not that we couldn't afford nice stuff but it just t- what I mean is we don't have the time like we would like. Yeah, we, we both, want, we both yeah. want to invest more in this. This is the but highlight it, of my week. Don't <laughs> tell my wife that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it also requires like it, it require it does require time and it does require, you know, a certain amount of, a certain amount of money. And it's like we we would we are trying to pour some pour ourselves into this product. And until that starts, I don't want to say, I don't know, until that starts being kind of like recognized and received on, on the, you know, the listener side as well. Um, it, it's hard for it's hard for me to take over my whole apartment for for an afternoon so that we can produce a video. And yeah. I'm sure the same thing goes. Oh, for you. absolutely. Yeah. It'd be really hard to sell that. This is guy Jarrah. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so I hope that answers your question. I'm sorry that, you know, we don't have a video for you guys, but, um, I know that you also were thinking about doing some streaming in the future. Um, I, I'm not opposed to video content. I don't think we could make an hour long video cause it's also editing time as well. Yeah. That's, um, but that, like yeah. if we, if we could, you know, if you got, if people are interested, maybe we can get some like shorts out, like some short conversations, like a spoiler conversation about, uh, Game of Thrones would be a good idea. Something that we can like I was separate from the podcast. I just recently watched Riverdale and I was thinking about maybe making some videos about that. Sure. Yeah. Like talking because I'm a big uh, murder mystery person. Like you probably heard me mention earlier, I watched Scream Queens, which is murder mystery and everything. So I was thinking about making some videos about that. If you guys would like to see stuff like that, tweet track, uh, tweet me about it. I would love some like some feedback. Um, And my Twitter is Mr. Underscore K Y G E R A Kaijera, and then again, my my Tumblr blog is uh, Tumblr dot K Y G E R A dot com. Right. So yeah, I guess to put a final pin in it, neither one of us is anti-video. It's just going to take some time before we're at that stage, and we need to know that enough people want it that we can justify investing that time in it. Um, so I'm sorry if that's a bummer, but we're doing our best. Um, but since you just pimped all your social media stuff and Tumblr <laughs> stuff, I guess that means we're at the end of our episode. Um, so if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Jack is Gaming. If you want to follow Austin, you can follow him at Mr. Is it spelled out, Mr.? It's Mr. Underscore Kaijera, K-Y-G-E-R. It's my last name, my first initial. Right. So And, and Mr. M-I-S-T. 
E-R. No, MR. Okay, Sorry. okay. No, no, no. I just wanted to yeah. you know, make sure everyone knows. Everyone knows. Yeah, everyone um, needs to know. Follow yeah. me. I need followers. <laughs> yeah, you got to go follow likes. Austin. Um, you, you, we, were, we were talking about what, what, how you can best utilize Twitter. We're going to make sure that we, we get our gaming opinions out there. I have to be better about that. So make sure you follow both of us for some interesting commentary throughout the week beyond just the podcast. Yeah, I'm new to social media, guys, but I'm working <laughs> on it. I promise. But, and yeah, and you got your Tumblr page, so people should go check that out. Um, and yeah, thank you, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow at nerds podcast on twitter and um that just about does it thank you so much for joining me Austin. thank you listeners for joining me and uh do you want to say i just want to say thanks guys this is like i said this is a lot of fun i love when you guys give us questions and stuff so let's keep it up let's i mean we're gonna keep doing this and eventually we'll get down to the camera stream some stuff all that cool stuff yeah um so that just about does it so keep gaming